Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. I can't even begin to tell you how often this topic comes up in the cleaning forums, Facebook groups, especially in the solo cleaning groups that I have been a part of. And it's this question of excellence versus perfection. I really believe, having coached cleaning company owners for the last four years, that people don't just slip into cleaning. They don't just fall into it. Yes, like my story, it did seem that way. But there is a certain type of person that cleans. I remember when I brought my cousin Seth with me to clean an office about a year ago. He had never cleaned before, but when he vacuumed and he watched the pet hair come off the carpet and leave nice clean streaks of carpet behind where the vacuum just was, he said to me, you know, this is strangely satisfying. And it is. It's therapeutic. When something is dirty and you make it clean, it feels good. I mean, science is now catching up. I've written an article about this, that science has proved that clutter creates anxiety, especially in women. And so does dirt. So dirt and clutter, if you have that in your home, you're going to feel anxious or stressed about it. So there is a therapeutic, peaceful feeling by cleaning something that's dirty or organizing something that's cluttered. That's absolutely scientifically true, and it's behavioral. So I do believe that people that have more of an affinity to high detail, maybe people that struggle with obsessive compulsive disorder, or just people that are just super, super high detail in general, they really get into cleaning and really love it because they can get to the deepest detailed level to make something look sparkling clean. Now, I'm not going to name any names, but I have coached ladies over these past couple of years, and I've heard these kind of stories. Let me know if this relates to you. I just couldn't get it clean, and so I got a toothbrush, and I scrubbed the spindles at the base of this dining room chair, and I'm there. Gosh, can I must have spent a half an hour scrubbing these spindles, and I couldn't get it right, and I couldn't get it right. Or maybe this one. They're dealing with... A lot of hair, for instance, on the bathroom floor, and they can't quite get it all up because some of it's sticky, some of it's wet, and you're just sitting there, you get on the ground, hands and knees, you're trying to get hair off the floor, and you're just going overboard. Or how about something on a sink, or a faucet, or a spot, or something on an oven? There are so many places, there's ample opportunity, thousands of opportunity in every home that you could go to the nth degree to try and make that one thing perfect. And can you imagine if you tried to make everything perfect that you were cleaning? This is why I hear from those that are struggling as perfectionists that they say, Ken, I'm getting $125 for this house and I spent six hours on it. I spent eight hours on it. And then I ask them the question, why are you spending so much time? confess to me that it's because I'm a perfectionist. And I say, I know you are. 
I just wanted you to hear yourself say it. I believe in some of those like 12-step programs, isn't the first thing to admit you have a problem before you accept it and then you get the help you need? So acceptance and admitting are the first steps to getting over this. And look, I don't want to make light of this. I do understand and believe that perfectionism and obsessive compulsive, I believe they are linked. And I believe that many cases it could be a mental disorder. There are lots of people struggling with obsessive compulsive. I have it all throughout my family. I don't take that lightly. I do have family members that have scrubbed hands trying to get them so clean until they bled. I've seen all kinds of stuff. Me, I've struggled with OCD where to this day I still have trouble setting an alarm clock because I have to check it 40 gazillion times. Now, it's not as bad as I used to be back in my childhood, but I, I, I get it. And so perfectionism, there's something behaviorally that's linked and it's difficult to overcome. So what I want to do in this episode is not show you how to cure perfectionism, but I'm hoping that I can give you a mindset shift to understand that you don't need to be a perfectionist to be successful. You don't have to have the be the perfect cleaner. I want you to become an excellent cleaner versus a perfect cleaner. Excellence and perfection, I believe, are opposites on the same spectrum. And I'm going to explain what the two mean to me and how I apply them in my own business. Because I'm not saying that I want you to do a terrible job. I'm not saying that, well, if you're not a perfectionist, well, then you have no quality. I'm saying that's not true. I believe you can have high quality with excellence and get the job done way faster and make more money than getting the job done with perfection. It's a big difference. And let me explain. When you are cleaning a house, who are you trying to please? I'm pausing on purpose. Who are you trying to please when you clean a house? Are you trying to please the customer? Or are you trying to please yourself? Think about that. And let's break down each of these. I believe that the ones that are trying to please themselves are perfectionists. And they will always strive to try and make it as good as they possibly can so that they feel really good about themselves. And they are trying to make themselves happy and assume the customer will automatically be happy if they're happy. Well, gosh, I'm going to clean this amazing. And if I do a great job, then they'll be happy too. Maybe. In most cases, probably. How about the other side of the coin? What if you're trying to impress and make the customer happy? I call this excellence. If you're trying to make the customer happy, you will constantly tune in to what makes the customer happy and you will be excellent in achieving all of those little things that makes them happy. You are taking your eyes off of yourself, perfectionism, and putting your eyes on other people, excellence. And when you strive to make the customer happy, you won't have to go to the level of a toothbrush on the spindles of a dining room chair. Well, maybe once in a while you may have to, but on a regular basis you won't. And what you'll discover is that as you check in with these clients to make sure that they're happy, they are. And as a byproduct 
of them being happy, you feel happy. I may be losing you on this. So let me maybe explain this this way. Scenario one, you're at a customer's house. They want to have a routine maintenance clean of their home. Either every two weeks, kitchen, the bathrooms, dusting. You're at this house every 14 days and you are a perfectionist. This is scenario one. And every room you go into, there's something that bothers you. You're not happy. And so you're going to stay there and stay there and fix it and fix it and fix it. And you're going to get more and more and more unhappy, even though you're making it better. Now, if you relate to this, keep listening. Now, what's happening in the mind of the customer? Well, first of all, they are not happy because you are in their house for the entire day. Contrary to what you might think, homeowners do not want you in their house from 7 in the morning until 6 at night. They want you in their house for a couple hours and they want the house to be amazing. That's what they want. So if you're a perfectionist and trying to make everything to your standard, which may be impossible to reach if you're perfectionism, you're going to spend a lot of time and you're going to be bothering them over time. Now granted, the quality will probably be really good. But what if you are a perfectionist in areas that they don't care about and the areas they do care about, you're not a perfectionist for whatever reason. Now you're making them unhappy in two fronts. First of all, you're not keeping the house to their standard because they're looking at things through a different set of glasses than you are. And apart from that, you're staying there all day. So this customer, although you're being a perfectionist thinking you're doing a great job, they're actually unhappy with you and you're going to lose that client. Scenario two, you're an excellent cleaner. You study the client and understand what makes them happy. And you satisfy their hunger slash thirst with the things that make them happy. And you focus on those items. You tailor your service to make them happy. And you go above and beyond wherever you can. And you make them happy the most in the areas that make them happy the most. So although you might want to grab that toothbrush on the corner of that one floor, they may care more about some streaks on a mirror or about some hair on the floor or about having the sink in the kitchen sparkle with with good metal cleaner. I'm not sure what it is. But when you track those things and you define excellence as making the customer as happy as possible, again, here's what happens. You learn through iteration, you learn through trial and error, you learn through a feedback loop how to efficiently clean the house such that you're always keeping the customer happy. And how do you know they're happy? You check in with them on a regular basis. Hey, how'd the cleaning go last time? Oh, it was great. Ken, I love this. Hey, could you make sure you add this? Oh, absolutely. Identify the things that they ask for. Can you add the or this? Make those important. And over time, I fine tune with excellence and do amazing on all the things that are most important to them. The other areas, I can just do a basic, ordinary cleaning and still do it and go above and beyond the areas most important to them. It's called tuning. It's called excellence. And so I don't have to be perfect in a thousand areas in a home, but I can be amazing in 20 to 30 of them to make them happy, to keep them happy, and I can get done faster. And what's the benefit of getting done faster? Number one, the client is happier because you're out of their house sooner. They feel like, 
okay, the cleaning's done. There's no one in my house. Great. There's a relief. There's a peace of mind that comes from that. And so being in the house less is a benefit to them and it's a benefit to you because if you're charging by the job and you can start to get out of houses faster, your average hourly rate is going to increase and that is a great thing. A four-hour house that you can get done in three hours means you have time to do another house possibly that day. These are all good things. And so to wrap up this mindset and this, this comparative spectrum of excellence versus perfection, let's talk about some pros and cons of each. Perfectionism will probably make you happy, but usually won't make the customer happy. Because it's all about you. You're not trying to focus or tune anything to them at all. It's all about you. Perfectionism, although you're getting more detailed than anyone ever has maybe at that house, you're taking forever and they don't like that. So there's a pro and a con there. Perfectionism, how about how it hits your wallet? You're going to lose money. The more of a perfectionist you are, the more you're going to lose money. And if you say, well, I'll just charge more, no one's going to pay more. Because there's a value to what you're doing and it's not their fault that you're a perfectionist. How about on the excellence side? Go through the same type of questions. How about time in the house? Excellence is way better because you're out of the house faster. How about the wallet? You can make more money because you're out of the house faster. How about customer happiness? Well, you're focusing on them to begin with and you fine-tune your entire cleaning to make them happy all the time. That's your number one goal is making them happy. Therefore, they tend to stay happy. Therefore, you tend to build more trust. Therefore, they think you're an amazing cleaner and therefore they refer you to their friends. So there are so many more benefits to being an excellent cleaner versus a perfect cleaner. This literally applies to so many professions out there. So if you are a perfectionist or know a perfectionist, feel free to send this podcast to them. I really hope that I was able to kind of throw a sharp knife right into the center of your mindset and clearly chop it in half and force you to make a decision. And here's the decision. Am I going to continue down the road that I'm on and always strive to be the best that I can and be perfect and make myself happy? Or am I going to go the other direction and say, I'll never be perfect, but I can make people happy by focusing on other people. And, and listen, you're perfectionist. I'm not saying that you don't focus on other people. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm making this a very generic podcast episode because I want to get a point across. Okay, I'm not saying that you are selfish. Some, some of us might be. I just think in general, the person of excellence is keeping their eyes on others and making them happy. And the person of perfection is typically keeping their eyes on themselves to make themselves happy. And I just don't see how that is going to be a benefit long-term. And I don't think it's therapeutic. So the people that I have helped and coached in these past four years in the cleaning industry, I noticed that the ones that struggle with perfection, I don't see them getting happier. I don't see them having peace of mind. I always see them being stressed. But the ones that have excellence and they're getting such great reviews from their customers, they're getting referrals, I see them being happy. I see them with peace of mind. I see them and their business is growing and they're making more money. So I do. The, the proof is in the pudding and I've seen it. And I just really encourage you, if you're struggling with this perfectionism thing, listen to this episode a few times. I hope it helps. I may be rambling a bit in some of this because it's a difficult thing to cover. And again, if you struggle with like obsessive compulsive 
and there is a, a mental illness aside of this, go seek help because it is a disorder. It's a disease and it's very debilitating. And I'm so sorry that you're dealing with it because I have it in myself and my family and I know it's really hard. So again, thank you for listening to this episode. I know it was a little bit more challenging than usual and I really hope that you fully grasp this concept and you can see clearly that the spectrum of excellence and perfection are on opposite sides. And I encourage you to to take the excellence side, all right? I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>